0: Feel
1: right. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Winnipeg Music Project on one hundred and one point five UMFM. This is Ashley Bionage, and today I am here with
2: Justin Aaron.
1: Hi, Justin. Hi. Um, how are you?
2: I'm peachy, thank you. Just for asking. peachy.
1: great, awesome. That's good. Um, I love peaches. So uh, tell me about yourself.
2: Oh, well, what would you like to know?
1: I don't know who you are. Who are yeah. you?
3: <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, I'm uh, music loving trying to make it kind of guy that has to work uh, construction to support his uh, undying addiction of guitars and uh, performing.
1: Mm-hmm. And what kind of music do you make?
2: I play blues.
1: Blues. You're my first blues musician that I get to talk to you about. I don't know very much about the jazz community. How um, about the blues community? And well, yeah, the jet. Sorry. <laughs> See exactly what I just say. I don't know anything about that kind of music where it's more like I f- you really have to feel it, kind of thing. Right. Um. So I might just like nerd out because I started taking like. Um, more jazz and blues courses this year in school, so I'm learning about that kind of stuff, but uh, I don't know anything. So who, what is your band called?
2: My band's called Justin Aaron and Dirty Pool.
1: And who is Dirty Pool?
2: Like the members? Yeah. <laughs> um. I'm
1: trying, you're Justin. Who's, <laughs> who's Dirty Pool? Well,
2: I have uh, a gentleman who plays drums, whose name is Mr. Kevin Waters, who actually attends the program here uh, at the U of M and uh i have a keyboard player by the name of mr carter graham who also attended but now has graduated from here okay. and then i have a seasoned veteran by the name of mr dave Turney, who plays the bass so mm-hmm. carter plays keys yeah. i don't know if i said that uh, i think you did okay i think so Keyboard that, player? yeah probably yeah,
1: okay. uh I, I i knew that but i don't know why okay anyway. <laughs> um so how did you all get together how did this form?
2: Uh. Well, going through <laughs> music in this city, you, there's not that many uh, venues and stuff like that, so people try to get in, I guess, as many bands as possible and so they can play more. Mm-hmm. Um, I had actually gotten Carter's name from a friend of mine, and, uh, and he got Kevin on board. And then Dave I've just known from around. So, I mean, Dirty Pool's changed over the years. Mm-hmm. We've actually... I've been doing this now probably for a good, for sure, ten years. So I've gone through some members, and uh, my previous drummer actually was uh, by the name of Mr. Casey Donaldson, who passed away in the bike incident on mm-hmm. Naren in, in April. I'm sorry. So yeah, it, uh, but you know, my band is awesome. They came out and we did a big tribute for him at the Royal George and stuff. So that was awesome. And uh, these things just happen, right? So. Mm-hmm. That's my band. Great yeah. bunch of guys and mm-hmm. very passionate about what they do, as you should be with blues.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, so what is your training in um, music, <laughs> do you, if you have any? Uh,
2: well, I'm self-taught. Okay. To, for the most part. I mean, I have not nothing formal. Yeah. Uh, I started playing guitar when I was 12 mm-hmm. um, to serenade all the people and Mm -hmm. uh I just enjoyed music actually from a young age I remember uh being six and seven and my mom's quite the collector of things and you're never allowed to touch it but the one thing she always uh uh allowed was for me to play her records Mm -hmm. so I really developed a love for music then and uh and then I started taking guitar or I had got a guitar so I had little books and I learned my chords and did all that stuff and then it just progressed and uh you know as I got older probably around 17 I kind of I kind of just faded in the background cuz I moved out on my own and I would have to say music I had a, a choice in life and I, one direction would have led me maybe to the papers or to you could read about me in the papers but it wouldn't have been positive and mm-hmm. the other direction was music and uh it it saved my life. So oh, wow. and then just play, right? So yeah. practice play and listen and learn and ask and find people that are willing to tell you how to do things and mm-hmm. that sort of thing.
1: Awesome. And and what led you to blues?
2: <laughs> well, that's that's a good question. I mean, it's I always loved all kinds of music, and then, of course, when you're in your teens, you have this wanting to, I don't know, listen to stuff your parents don't like, I guess. Okay. And, uh And <laughs> I did that for a while, and I just, um, it just fell into my lap. It was the only music that actually touched my heart and my soul. Everything else was there, and I guess I could understand it, but it didn't really say to me passion and love and all the things that uh, music should say to you
1: okay great awesome. <laughs> I wasn't gonna, okay so um we started out with a song called uh juke joint what so you say it juke joint right joint, good yes. and that was the um title track of your first album my
2: first album right
1: and what is what is that song about what is that
2: <laughs> what's about a juke joint mm. uh i don't know if you know what a juke joint is it's, i have no idea it's uh, I mean, we. I don't even know if we had them in Canada, to tell you the truth. Like, mm-hmm. to me, when I hear that, it's about a down south, you know, kind of hole-in-the-wall shanty that people went to on a Saturday night to listen to music and dance and probably, you know, was defying prohibition and, mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> you know, just let loose and uh, and play music and listen to music and enjoy the what was going on at the time. So... Uh, To me, that's how I feel or where I feel I sh- probably should have been born or living. Okay. <laughs> you know, because I'm really, the older music is, I don't know, I'm much more in touch with. Okay. So, and that's where I associate blues with a lot. So mm-hmm. I named it, and if you listen to the lyrics of the song, it's kind of like going out tonight and to a swinging little spot where the music makes you feel all right. Nice. Is a lyric in it, so oh, I
1: like that. Oh, <laughs> cool. Um, great. Um, I oh yeah. So I keep like w- wanting to say something, and then I like I h- try to like hold it off, and then I forget because that's <laughs> just my life. But, um, my myself personally being unfamiliar with the blues community in Winnipeg, uh, what if someone wanted to get into blues or start going to more blues shows? Where would you recommend that they go?
2: Well, it's it's definitely dying here, and I would love to change that. I've tried in the past putting on uh, a few shows, uh, bigger shows once a year. Mm-hmm. Um, I had called it Bringing Back the Blues, and uh, it was really exciting, but everything came out of pocket, and uh, and then it just turns out people want to get paid a lot more than what I can afford or make or whatever, and mm-hmm. I mean, in order to, to make things thrive, everybody kind of has to be on board and yeah. give. Um, but as far as now, um, it kind of sporadic over, I mean, we play places like Shannon's Irish pub or the Royal George. Um, I mean, my venues are getting less and less, so Mm -hmm. you can go to times change. They have kind of, there's a lot of different styles of blues, right? So I times change. Somebody was actually saying today to me, uh, how they like to keep it rootsy you know, and it's a small room and I, I get it. My stuff is more not so rootsy. I'm a big Steve Ray Vaughan and Freddie King fan. Okay. So it's electric blues and, uh, I come out of the gate usually 110 miles an hour and dig in and, mm-hmm. you know, just play with everything I have. So, um, also there's the Blue Society. I mean, you can always contact them, the River City Blue Society and, uh, and I'm sure they can direct people to what's going on. I know they hold uh, shows at the Royal George sometimes or the Pyramid Cabaret. So it mm-hmm. depends on when they're trying to bring people in. They're trying to pick up the pieces of the past Blue Society and, uh, you know, make something of it, which I would love to support. Yeah, absolutely. You know, so
1: Have you tried um, contacting venues that aren't aren't you don't usually perform at say like, like the more more I don't even know what genres they focus on but like the park or that's where daughter. I used to
2: put on that bringing back to blues Eric's a great guy and that's mm-hmm. a great venue yeah um you that kind of venue you have to be doing something it's not somewhere you just go and play every third week or something okay. like that uh, like as opposed to uh, a bar or a pub um yeah, there's, there's, there's a lot of good venues. There are. I mean, it's just a matter of trying to get people out. That's true. You know, in this day and age, I'm waiting for um, the younger people to get into going out a little bit more and then get into liking good music But uh, <laughs> uh, because they're not so jaded for the drinking and driving. And, you know, the older people, the crowd that probably likes my stuff more, still are angry about not being able to smoke in bars. They're still angry about not being able to have two drinks and drive home. So they don't, they, I can drink at home, I can smoke at home, why am I going to go out? You know, so there's a lot of jaded people, I think, like that. Okay. So once we can turn around people's mentality and mm-hmm. get them back going out, then, I mean, there's enough sp- places for everybody to share, I mean.
1: Yeah, absolutely.
2: We need that, we do.
1: Definitely, interesting. Um, So I'm kind of moving away from the community, I want to talk more about, about you for a little bit. Um, How do you write music?
2: Um, there's a lot of different ways. I mean, my inspiration comes from wherever I can get it. I suppose I, I, uh, I like to listen to backing tracks. I wish I could do every instrument. I really do. Yeah. You know, definitely. because it would help me write music, mm-hmm. but I, I listen to backing tracks on the internet and get some ideas and then kind of go from there. And then I give it to my guys who I put a lot of faith into, uh, arranging stuff or, or coming up with their own style within what, you know, they heard. Mm -hmm. I don't let them listen to it lots. Yeah. I kind of just say, it's like this, and I play it once or twice, and then I throw it away. And then they kind of get something, and then we let it grow into something else. Okay. So that's kind of how I do it, I suppose.
1: Mm-hmm. And just for me, because I'm, I'm, I am very not very familiar with blues, is it similar to jazz, but it's very improvisational, like, on the stage? Or is it very set?
2: You will never hear me play the same song the same twice. Okay. I mean, the chord structure uh, and yeah. all that, of course, is the same. But as far as solos are concerned, mm-hmm. I mean, maybe I have a couple things I do at certain times the same, but otherwise... It's in the moment, and that's why I love it. Yeah. Because I don't feel today. I don't feel the same as I felt yesterday, and I won't feel the same tomorrow. Mm-hmm. So, I I really believe that it's a way to express how I'm feeling now and try to let everybody feel that emotion and come along on this trip of life with me, right? That's awesome. As I do it. So.
1: That's great. I I totally get that. Like I when I perform, I improvise to the best of my ability with my song. Like there's for the most part, there's like things I just for m- melodic purposes, like I have very consistent because it's just me and a piano. Right. And if I change it up too much, it's just, it isn't the same song and with my genre of pop, consistency is kind of important. Right. Um, but I, l- I understand you're saying like, t- going in, it's like, hey, you know what, let's just throw that, uh, a ninth in there or something and it's just <laughs> completely changed. Like, that's actually great. I'm going to work with that. But, um, that being said, that it is you say it's, it's never really the same. How does a jam session or like a practice with the band work if it's not even going to be the same on stage well, anyways? Well, you
2: have your things that have to be done. Okay. You have your stops. But do you know what? I'm very... My guys know to watch me. Yeah. Because I will do things out of nowhere. And, and I love doing it to make sure that they're watching too. Okay. Uh, I actually had to hire a keyboard player to go to Brandon in the beginning of August... Or he's actually a Hammond B three player. But uh he's, you know, seasoned guy and we're playing and I do this thing where, you know, you go ba 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 right? Yeah. So I go ba 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 and I'll wait. And yeah. they have to wait for me. You can't see me doing my guitar signal down, yeah. but and uh and so the first time he does it and Da, da, da. and then he goes and we're all stopped oh, no. and then uh, and i laugh because it's, yeah. you're supposed to have fun right yeah and, absolutely. and i really think that if you're having fun up there the audience picks up and they start having fun absolutely uh so he says well you won't get me again i think i got him three other times yeah. oh my goodness <laughs> uh,
1: honestly i don't think i would be able to handle that like me is like i would just be so embarrassed i'm like you know what whatever um but that's okay uh that's great i guess that works for the genre and i honestly should just listen to to it more um so you are currently currently working on releasing a second album.
2: That's correct, yeah. And do
1: you know what this album is called?
2: I, well, there's so many secrets right now before, because I haven't announced anything about it really. I mean, I did a little GoFundMe thing, and I they helped, people helped out, and they, those people will be mentioned on my album, of course, because that's what I promised them. Mm-hmm. I actually didn't ask for money. I asked for prepaid work. I do yeah. construction and nobody actually took me up but some people donated i I mean i was willing to just work the money off because i don't really believe in taking things for nothing yeah um so well it's not
1: really you're gonna you would give them an album and music would be coming out of it
2: right but i don't like uh, asking people for help i guess i mean we all need it and i understand that i'm the Try so hard to help everybody else. But you know what? I, it's just, I just needed to get to where I was going because I had, uh, I went to Chicago to record it. Mm -hmm. So it's, uh, where was I headed with this?
1: Uh, the upcoming release. (laughs) (laughs) Well, right. The name you had, you had asked me the name and of
2: course I just go off. talking. Um, I, I have a song on the album called Chicago bound and I'm pretty sure that's what I'm going to be calling it. Chicago bound or bound for Chicago. Chicago. And I okay. say bound for Chicago because the guy that I recorded it with from Chicago always called the song "Bound for Chicago," but I called it "Chicago Bound." So okay. maybe I'll do use you, it. Do then. you
1: say "Chicago Bound" in the song?
2: At, at uh, no. Okay. But the line that you would get it from is, "Well, I'm going to Chicago." Oh, okay. Oh okay, that's fair. yeah, that's that intense, not it? Yeah. Okay,
1: cool. Um so, what is it like to or why did you make the decision to record this in Chicago? Like why not stay in Canada?
2: Well, there's a few reasons. My first album I did here and and uh I did it with a gentleman by the name of Jason Kirkness who's actually a country guy and I grew up with him and he offered me a great deal and we had a great time making the album. But I could definitely feel country influence wanting to be on there and stuff and uh not that I'll let it but uh, I mean to me Chicago is you know one of the homes of the blues mm-hmm. so in order to do something and find people that are actually in tune with what I where I want to go with something I decided that uh that would probably be my best bet now my friend uh producer and uh uh just a musician who's awesome uh, he started his studio, and he gave me a killer deal. My whole okay. trip and recording cost less than what I could have did it here.
1: Really, that was gonna be my next question. Like how, like traveling and like staying there. How long did it take you to record? Uh,
2: we did it in ten days. Oh wow! So I went in. I flew there on a Sunday. I think a Sunday, Monday. He was busy. So that so nine days, I guess. Yeah. Well, even less. Because listen, so Monday he okay. was busy. Tuesday, because he was out of town, he was doing a gig. Mm-hmm. Tuesday, I went to his house. We charted everything out.
1: Okay.
2: Wednesday, I met the band. We went to... You uh, didn't
1: even use your own band? No. Oh, okay. I,
2: I had uh, a drummer by the name of Pookie Sticks, is what they call him there. That's awesome. Uh who happened to be his cousin, and uh, the, my bass player there was uh, Jay Bird. And uh, so we went to a guy by the name of Stephen Gilly's studio who was in the band Filter. Apparently, I guess I don't follow n- 80s or 90s rock music enough, but he, they had a bunch of... Who da- li- I'm just kidding. <laughs> platinum or yeah. whatever records on the wall from this wow. band. So the studio was so cool. Like, very. I was very nervous. Yeah. You know, I don't consider myself the best that's for sure i just love to play yeah. and and uh, i i really hope my passion for it exceeds any mistakes that i may make but mm-hmm. um so this crazy studio with all these crazy instruments with a console three times the size of this one here and like
1: for the people who are just listening it's a very very big it's very big <laughs> very impressive just so you know <laughs>
2: and uh you know so it was a little bit uh overwhelming and you know they hand me a guitar and get it going and we recorded all the rhythms like guitar rhythm guitar uh, bass and drums in three hours all of it yes
1: for the whole thing yes wow
2: except well I shouldn't say I say there's one song that I have on there that I recorded here with my band okay so uh which you'll be playing
1: sorry I keep interrupting you. me like really excited um how many songs are on this album
2: well, there will be ten. Ten. So you so, recorded
1: nine in three hours. Right. Wow.
2: So then we went to my friend's studio, mm-hmm. and we did all the vocals and lead guitars and anything else. He, okay. he did uh, keys, whatever I wanted, piano or organ or whatever. And then, uh, yeah, so then I went home. Mm-hmm. And, so <laughs> so, and then he mixed it, and you know I wasn't pressuring him because I wanted the best job as I could so it took a while to get it back and then I got it back and like this was last September when I recorded it okay so it's been a year okay and uh and then I got it back at the beginning of the summer well there was a couple times I got things and we talk about it or whatever and change some things or whatever and then yeah so I've been sitting on it and trying to Uh, Doing construction, it's very busy for me during the summer. So, no kidding. I got to do that. I know. I'm just kidding. Sorry, keep going. Yeah. So, you know, I always, I've been putting off this release date, waiting for that and waiting for work and and all kinds of things. So, um, November seemed to be right. Mm-hmm. Playing, so
1: that's good and yeah and so i i was told actually very recently that summer is the worst time to release music unless really? you're like on, in a big label kind of thing like right. you're doing things especially like solo the best time is usually either september or, or in the fall or in january or really? right in winter so I just
2: think about people, you know, we have such horrid winters, Yeah. you know, to come out because I really want everybody to come out and enjoy it. And, and I want to make it an experience because this is blues and not a lot of people understand blues or know blues. And I have played so many shows where somebody's come up after and said, that was blues. I'm like, yeah, you dug that? And they're like, yeah, I dug that. And I'm like, well that's what it is man like you know like you surprise yeah (laughs) I think a lot of people think of it as like uh, Robert Johnson I don't know if you know who Robert Johnson is but he was probably like just a a single guy in his guitar
1: (sighs)
3: kind
2: of oh, okay. thing you that know sounds, what i mean that sounds
1: and great
3: <laughs> 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 but you understand yeah. what i'm
2: saying and i think a lot of people have a misconception and that is blues and that was the start of blues mm-hmm. and I, I have nothing against that yeah but uh muddy waters plugged in okay. and things changed you know and and you can love the old stuff and and everything we have past that has has given us pop music has given us rock music has Absolutely. given us up to rap music, I mean, they're still sampling James Brown. You know what I mean? And James Brown, to me, it was funk. But where do you think the funk came from? That funk came from blues. And yeah. and everything within your soul and playing this music and, and it's all progressed, the country and everything else. I mean, they've taken it and they've put a restriction on it mm-hmm. as far as I'm concerned.
1: Yeah, because just because it's, it's so um flexible or that it's influenced so much it's hard to say, like, well, where did it come from then? Right. Um, did I word that? Did, did that make sense? Cause it kind of made sense. Okay, whatever. Uh, I I don't have to make sense. <laughs> I don't know. It's your um, show. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> I'm the boss. Um but that makes sense. I've
2: heard you say that a couple
3: times. I know. Already. I don't know. I don't usually
1: say that, and I feel like you're going to think that I'm really obnoxious. Um, but I'm actually, I, I'm actually not. It's just someone said that to me the other day, and I've just been like saying it over and over. Again. I'm like, I am the boss. Uh, feel the power. Uh, go girls. Anyway, uh, so we are going to take a really quick break so we can hear this new song. Uh, so
2: this, which song are we doing here? Uh, Lordy, Lord. Lordy, Lord is uh, never been heard before by anybody. Or, well, pretty much anybody. I yeah. mean, not uh, any not of my fans. Me. Or not even you. Yeah. So, uh, it's a slow blues song. Okay. And if you knew me before the song, you probably would tell how Chicago's influenced my playing in the song.
1: Oh, wh- what does that mean?
2: Well, because I have... people who
1: don't know you or your music before this.
2: Well, because there was somebody there that understood where I wanted to go. Oh. You know, where I should go. Some things just make sense musically. Yeah. And uh, and they were guiding me. And so you play this and you just, it's new. It's a new space. It's a new person, you know, and a great player. So then you got to step it up too, right? And yeah. they're like, let's do this. And this is what came out of it. So
1: That's so exciting. And what is this one about? The Lord? <laughs> no. Or, okay. It's about... <laughs>
2: It's about... Uh, it's a
1: misleading title.
2: Well, the fir- it's actually the first two words of the song. Oh, okay. And it's a plea to the Lord, I suppose. Lordy Lord, Lordy Lord, I can't believe you just walked out that door. And oh. then it goes on from there.
1: Okay. Um,
2: you should listen to it. I, I, well,
1: we're going to take a break now. Let's actually listen to it now uh, while everyone else is listening to it. And then we'll come back. Okay? Perfect. So, everyone, you're listening to Winnipeg Music Project. Stay tuned. I'm here with Justin Aaron uh, and Dirty Pool, or from Justin Aaron and Dirty Pool. Uh, We're going to take a really quick break right now. We're going to listen to Lordy Lord. Welcome back to the Winnipeg Music Project on 101.5 UMFM. This is Ashley Bianyage. I am still here with Justin. A- Aaron. Aaron. Aaron? <laughs> so Justin.
2: No, it's like kidding. Elvis's middle name. No,
1: I know, I know, but I was trying, like, because I made a joke about it right. when we weren't recording and used to, we got a big made a big deal about it. And I was going to say <laughs> it wrong, and I was like, oh, but I'm not that kind of person. And then I did it anyways. And <laughs> it's okay. I'm obviously conflicted.
2: I am not easily insulted. So
1: okay, good um good I'll, i hope well uh, no it's not good <laughs> i won't insult you um so we just finished listening to uh, lordy lord and i personally really really enjoyed it it's very relaxed very kind of down to earth right um i really liked the guitar solo thing that was going on every once in a while just kind of like taking the reins i thought that was really cool uh i don't know anything about blues so i don't know like the like can't, can't critique you but from what i heard as a listener who was I really enjoyed it. Well, thank you. Uh, No, thank you for letting me hear that. And everyone who's listening to hear that for the first time, that's awesome. I feel very honored. So while we were off, you were talking about some kind of trip that you did, a musical journey. Well, and that's,
2: I was saying how that got me hooked up to go to Chicago as well. Mm -hmm. I went with a friend uh, because there was things that we talked about uh, hanging out that we kind of, A a small bucket list, I suppose, you know. And I had had a dream at one point when I was younger, working and working and working and wanting to play guitar and just dreaming guitar, of playing guitar in in Dallas at Stevie Ray Vaughan's grave uh, and going to see the grave, I guess, mostly. So we took this trip and we drove down and we went through Chicago and that's where I met the producer just an awesome guy. I I uh actually there was a guy from Chicago that was playing at the Royal George and Transcona and I got a name and number from him cuz I wanted to jam and yeah. play and uh I went down to that place and met this gentleman his name is Pistol Pete and you should all check him out pistolpeteguitar.com uh amazing player and that's who produced my album and so he's just kind of oh. Just a cool guy, and he's he's older and well seasoned, and he actually was in a band that won a Grammy when he was like fourteen. It was a a gospel band and stuff, and just stories I heard just listening to him on doing radio shows. I never even knew about him, but super cool, like super cool vibe. Everything's great. So we did this, and that's how I got hooked up in Chicago. Then we went to Memphis and did the whole Graceland, Sun Records, Beale Street. Soul, the stack soul museum uh i missed the gibson factory by five minutes uh (sighs) yeah and then we uh went down to (laughs) dallas and i got to play a little bit in dallas and uh went and seen stevie's grave and my money ran out so that trek kept going and i took the bus home from there, which was an experience all in itself. It took like 36 hours to get home from Dallas. No
1: kidding, busing in the States? But it was awesome.
2: And that was like two months after that guy got beheaded on the Greyhound bus. Remember that?
1: No, I don't.
2: You don't remember that? No. Because you would have been like 12.
1: Maybe. Okay. I mean, okay, when did this happen?
2: Well, like, I don't know, eight, nine years ago. Remember the Vince Lee? Everybody's mad they let him out on day parole because he beheaded the guy on the Greyhound bus. You don't remember that? No,
1: I don't. Obviously, my Google prey. it. Yeah, okay. Or <laughs> so, don't. Or don't. Anyways, but
2: that was, yeah, two months after. Then I'm on a Greyhound bus uh-huh. traveling through the States uh Just but it doesn't thinking, bother like, me every
1: time someone move their hand I, you'd like flinch like no no, no. i you <laughs> know
2: <laughs> what i really genuinely believe in good people that's good and and i think the world is filled with more good were you born people in canada about, yes well then yeah maybe <laughs> yeah i was born in morris actually okay so that was and that i didn't even live there mm-hmm. or my parents didn't we were driving through and i was on my way and kind of just like stop at the hospital sets yeah. the sets tone for my personality no patience and yeah. <laughs> yeah, I guess. just I wanted out I guess and that's mm-hmm. the way it happened and uh and so I you actually like to be early I, I yeah. do <laughs> I, I was early yeah. <laughs> super early I did well this is such a crazy place I, yeah. I knew it was crazy from picking up my drummer here and yeah and that wasn't even school wasn't even on well mm-hmm. I guess it was I guess there's summer classes but it mm-hmm. wasn't like in full season or anything so uh yeah so that was my kind of my trip in a nutshell.
1: Awesome. That's great. That's really exciting. What's it like to tour in the States?
2: Well, I wasn't much touring. It was, a, it More was a tri- trip, right? In but and performing in the States. Well, you know what? People love it. Yeah. When I, I, I went to Chicago last September to record this and the Chicago Bound song, I actually went the September before and recorded that there as well. Uh, and you know, people loved it, and I played it at because my friend plays, so I, I he lets me play at some of his shows and stuff like that. So pe- people are people, man. They just we're just all people in this world, <laughs> and and people love music. And I I notice that they're more they're going to the venues to listen to music. I mean, here we have so many VLTs and sports games, and people. Uh, how many times have you gone played somewhere And they're like, well, just wait, the Jets game's still on. You know, oh, it's really? like oh man. That's so rude. Like, <laughs> and then they get you always get one every show that's like, you know any AC D C
1: Like do I look like <laughs> I know AC, like and even if I did, like, is that what, <laughs> what the heck? Oh man, I know that kinda like I I've, I've I've heard it in both ways. I've heard people try to say that the music community is thriving in Winnipeg, which if you're in some genres it kind of is. Sure it is. Um but I've I've heard so I've talked to a few uh Older musicians, um, or who've been, who have seen the transition for longer, and they're saying, "No, there's so many few um, venues. Um, people just don't go to shows anymore, just because access to music is so much easier online." Right. Um,
2: but what they don't understand, and and a lot of younger people, and this is kind of what we're talking about—the song here and how to listen to music properly. Yeah. And I really think everybody should have a big stereo home with big speakers, and I know it's more expensive and it's not as easy to listen, but the enjoyment you can get out of hearing, and and I would say listen to a record. Like, digital is fine and it's easy, but I forgot how good a record sounds. Mm-hmm. Like vinyl, that is so warm. It's got this quality that nothing else has. And then if you what people have forgotten as well is all of the recorded music is only trying to emulate a live show. Yeah. And that's where you should be. That's where it's great. That's where it touches you. That's where you can feel it more. It's, it's the, 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 Frequencies. I always like to say frequencies because I believe everything's well. Okay, it, yeah. is, <laughs> it is. Thank you. So I just learned it and I want to use it. That makes but sense <laughs> I, I believe the whole everything's built on frequencies. No, so yeah. um, when you have good music and everybody's idea of good music is different. I'm not going to tell somebody that my music is better than anybody. I really believe there's a, a level that we go to as musicians and then it becomes flavor. You mm-hmm. know, and somebody else's flavor might not be what my flavor is, and that's okay. It's okay to not like what I like yeah, uh, you know i I'm okay with that, but uh, I think that going to the live shows and experiencing music live is how it's really intended to be mm-hmm. you know, and I think we what as we a had society before. well yeah, that was our only entertainment not that long ago, you know uh, uh technology's taken off in the past, whatever uh. 70 80 years and probably now you know from records and then Mm -hmm. where people can actually have it at their fingertips whereas before you'd go out and you were going to see a band that's basically what you did yeah you know and if you didn't have or you listen to the radio you know which was somebody playing live yep you know and and there's so many great things with live music and
1: yeah I, I totally agree with that like since I started the Winnipeg Music Project, I've been going to a lot, uh, many, many more. Is that a lot more? I've been going to more shows, um, and uh, English, um, and I. It's just it's such a totally different experience. You get to you get to feel the room of how other people are experiencing it. Sure. You, you can hear. I think it's I love when someone makes a mistake. Like. I know that sounds weird. <laughs> As a classical musician, like, mistakes are, like, whew, taboo, whatever what, whatever, the word is. It's bad to, to make mistakes and everything. But there's just so much, like, humanity in making a mistake. And you actually, it, you, in music today, when you record it, it's just, like, it's so perfect. You take right. every every little thing has to be perfect. Every note has to be perfect. It's cold. Uh, exactly. And it, it's, it's you know, like, in an, it's an empty room kind of right. sound, I think. Oh, that's my opinion. Whatever people do No, I, I, don't I care. agree with you. Great. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Good. And not just because you're the boss yeah. either. I mean, <laughs> no. Uh, <laughs> um, no, but yeah, it's just I love seeing a live show, and I wish, I wish it was just easier to go out and just enjoy music like that. I
2: don't know how many of your performances you record live, like just Zero. having something. See, there's times you play and you're like. Oh, I made that mistake.
1: Yeah.
2: That's brutal. And it was a mistake, I suppose, because it wasn't what you meant it to do. Mm-hmm. But if you listen sometimes back, if you've recorded, it still worked. Yeah. It wasn't okay. wrong. It was maybe not what you meant it to do. Now, is that a mistake? It was a mistake because you didn't try to do it. But it wasn't a mistake to the music. Yeah. And to the feel. And And that's part of the beauty of live music, too, is, you know... Your if you can let go of your mind playing, and that's why I love blues. And you don't use your mind; you use your heart. You you come out with su- such great stuff, yeah. You know, and and if you can get that across to your audience, and they can sit there. I don't mind. I mean, of course, you like people dancing and stuff, but I don't mind seeing somebody sit at their table with their eyes closed and their head back, just absorbing just enjoying mm-hmm. I mean that's how I believe music should be Absolutely. you know taken in
1: yeah I'll say one more thing about my, my professor here at the at the faculty of music here um told me I get, I, I get very discouraged when I make mistakes because it's, it's like the it's just who I am but he said like don't worry about that like it's important when you're practicing and you're like doing this on your own time to get it right because that is important but the moment that you're on stage in front of an audience or just playing for someone however how you play it is how it was written <laughs> that day, or that's the copy you got of that music, if it's classical music, or if it's your own comp- compositions, that's what you wrote that day. And right. that's and that's th- what you gotta do, and that's how you have to think, because if you focus on those mistakes, you're not gonna really enjoy the music anymore. So and uh, so now whenever I go to sh- my show my sister, she goes, she's like, oh, you made a mistake, and I'm like, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I played that 100%. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I totally get that. Uh, but let's move on. What is, from this new album, have you decided to, oh yeah uh chicago bound right. right have you decided uh which one is or no that's not what i was gonna ask you what is your favorite song to perform live from that album
2: to be honest i haven't performed a lot of them live uh You've been keeping I pre- them a secret kind of yeah okay you know uh my band has probably heard the album because they didn't come with me i recorded with a band out there uh handful of times some of them I started writing with them and I took there some of them there was a song I wrote that I wrote in the hotel room there oh wow and uh so it was like it's a whole mixture of stuff and you get inspiration and you just write and and people (laughs) pick up on it and you do it right so um some of these songs haven't had time to grow yet and I'm sure if you ask me in five years about the songs or listen to them they'd probably be a little bit different yeah, as every song should be. Really, yeah. The more absolutely. you play it, they just grow. They, they mature. They everything that it's just the way it goes. Uh, Chicago Bound we do live, and we've been doing live for a couple of years. Okay,
3: sorry. sorry. I'm <laughs> just. Like, I have a
1: hair caught in my necklace, and I'm trying to like very subtly. Thank you for pointing that out, though, so everyone <laughs> knows could, what I was doing. I could
2: help it. <laughs> uh, and uh, I'm trying to think. Uh, the last song you have is released and we that's actually was recorded in Winnipeg. Okay. Uh with Shakedown. Shakedown with Kevin Waters and uh Carter Graham and Dave Turney at a friend of mine's studio here. Um <laughs> Kevin's such a good drummer and Carter's such a oh, my whole band, you know what? I couldn't do what I do without them, mm-hmm. And and I'm never gonna say that I deserve more than them some guys if they put their name on it first they they get paid and then they give everything in my band is equal because i am i know i couldn't do it without them absolutely i could and i wouldn't want to i mean they're great guys they bring out the best in me and the best in what i play and um i love them i do i i just love them so that's all Aww, I can say about that. It's going to make me cry. No,
1: no don't <laughs> cry, because then you'll make me cry. Um, so you don't have a favorite song. Or what song is your currently your favorite that you like to um, perform? Ever? Yeah. I'm sure that you love performing all of them, but what's yeah. the one that's like, really sticking out to you right now?
2: Uh, Woman Across the River by Freddie King.
1: Okay. Because
2: okay. there's... Uh, no, I mean of your songs. Oh, my songs. Yeah. Wow. I don't that's care about Freddie I, King. I, ran, I love Freddie King. Okay. Well, I, mean... I, I can only wish... <laughs> That I could write songs like my favorite guys. Yeah. Oh, don't Because all? they're like the best, and I'm just trying. Mm-hmm. And I hope maybe someday somebody out there finds my songs the way that I find my guys' songs. You know. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, as far as my favorite, Juke Joint, which we played. I. It's really fun. It's a swing song, you know. So it's a really fun song to play. Uh, everything's got its moment, you know? That's true. Uh, Chicago Bound is a fun song to play. It's got a good groove to it. And, you know, I I always change things and say things. And sometimes I jump off the stage and I dance. And sometimes I, you know, crack jokes and throw shirts out or whatever, right? Uh, To me, it's a show. It's entertainment. Uh, As much as I, I always think and want the music to be, the only thing it should always be about the music, and and it, for the most part it is. But it's still somewhat of a show, and if somebody's paying to see you or just coming out, um, they deserve a certain level of entertainment as well.
1: Mm-hmm. That's true. Okay, whatever. Yeah, it's fine. Um, I, what, I, that wasn't a good enough answer, No, for you? I, I mean, that's <laughs> like, not what I'm looking for, but it's fine, I guess. Uh, no, it was still a good answer. I don't know why I said it like that. Um, so where can people find you on social media or on the internet?
2: Well, you can go on Facebook, of course, to okay. Justin, Aaron, and Dirty Pool. Okay. Um, we have a Reverb Nation page, so okay. reverbnation.com forward slash Justin, Aaron, and Dirty Pool, where I have uh, an EPK video um, right? um, for
1: people who My don't know what EPK is,
2: electronic press kit.
1: Okay. Oh, Okay. Yeah.
2: So there's a video anyways of a little interview and, uh, and playing. Um, then there's some songs, some live stuff we recorded. And I think actually I have Chicago bound up on there. Oh, nice. Um, I'm pretty sure I do. And then I just did a interview for Canadian beats, mm-hmm. a video interview for them. Yeah. I know them. Not which personally.
1: Is, uh, but which is... <laughs> sorry. <laughs> well,
2: I, I didn't... Not personally at all?
1: No. I, I, I talked to a couple of them.
2: <laughs> them? Is it a gang?
1: I think there's multiple uh, editors and stuff.
2: Well, yeah. I mean, the, the lady that did my interview, she's from Transcona, and I just actually did work for her and stuff, and I met oh, her cool. through a friend. And uh, she started... She's a very big country fan and does most of the country people that come through town here. Um, and I asked her if it was possible that I did something so what we did was we set up in her backyard and she's got a real nice backyard and had a fire and we had a little interview and I played a little guitar and it was oh, video awesome. so great yeah.
1: so uh, do you guys have a website no not yet that's okay you don't need well, one. well do you know what
2: a lot of people to do festivals and stuff they want to see you they think it looks more professional and I just don't understand that here we go again with me thinking you know what my music if you listen to it that should speak enough but sometimes it's just but not the, But the
1: youngins of today, um, and just it's just when I think of a, 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 a band has a website, it doesn't just, it doesn't mean that they're more serious. It's just that they've they've understood that that the electronic or the internet is a very Powerful resource Right Uh, And just Even just using your website To link to your other Social media things Is enough Just like Have a nice High quality High definition Whatever picture Of you and your band As like the background And then like Your links to your social media Right That I've seen bands do that Because they don't care About the website And you don't really have to um, yeah,
2: I know, but the people that have the money that want to pay you want to see it, so then what do you do?
1: <laughs> you get a really cheap one like <laughs> yeah. from like Squarespace or Wix. Or, like, I know, and, that's yeah. what I,
2: I've been trying. I'm not a really good computer guy.
1: Mm-hmm. You know what? I can do it for you if you want.
2: Oh,
3: really? I,
1: I actually could. Like, I really could. I'm pretty good at it. <laughs> uh, we can talk about it after. Okay. Uh, <laughs> so um, we are about to hear a song called Shakedown. What is that one about?
2: It's always about the same thing, isn't it? It's got to be about a... a good woman that got something bad done to her, I don't know, or a bad guy that wants to do good or okay. vice versa. So there's always some, I'm not always, I mean, there's songs I've written that that aren't, but a lot of it falls into the category of uh, love and relationships and good things and bad things and
1: okay. i wish i talked to you more about songwriting we'll have to do that another time but um thank you so much for coming on the show we are oh, out of time i wish we could talk thank you more. for
2: having me i really no, appreciate I just... it. it's such a pleasure to meet you and yeah you you're too. famous in some parts of winnipeg so
1: what no i'm not that's weird <laughs> don't say that um but thank you so much for coming <laughs> on to the show have to buy a shirt yeah oh yeah definitely do it but uh, don't worry about that if you want to it doesn't matter so uh, this has been uh justin aaron and D- from justin aaron and dirty pool uh my name is Ashley Bianch. This is the Winnipeg Music Project on 101.5 UMFM. If you missed the first half of this interview, don't worry. It's going to be on the blog this Friday. Uh, it's www.winnipegmusicproject.com. Um, all the social media links and any uh, any of the videos we talked about uh, will be on the blog post. I'll link to there so you can find it if you're super lazy and don't like using the internet other than defining the one thing at a time. If you're listening to this on the um, radio, hello. Um, but... Um, you have to wait until Friday. This has been great. Thank you so much again <laughs> for coming to the show. This has been so much fun. I think I ha- I'm a little bit on a caffeine high or something because I have so much energy. Uh, you are now going to listen to... Or oh, Did you want to say anything else before we go?
2: I love you guys.
1: Yeah, great. Oh, We love you too. <laughs> oh, We love. Oh, we all love you. This has been so much great. I, so much great. It's <laughs> so been much greatness. So much greatness. <laughs> I'm digging the music. And now we're going to enjoy Shakedown.
2: All right. Okay.